A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. This is the Farm Report with Pam Young. Hang on just a minute. Uh, Scott Schultz from the northern end of the world's longest barn got a chance to visit with the new president of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation, a dairy farmer from Independence in uh, western Wisconsin, Joe Bragger. We're going to hear from him coming up. How are you doing on a finally Friday morning? I'll tell you what, at least around the Madison area, temperatures are very, very comfortable. Uh, it's not necessarily going to stay that way, however, for the entire weekend. Let's talk about it. So for today, as far as temperatures are concerned, looks like we're going to top out around 36 degrees. Possibility we could see some drizzle or a flurry, somewhat like what we saw yesterday, depending on where you were. For Saturday, uh, breezy and colder. We've got a chance of snow on Saturday. 32 are expected high. Sunday is suddenly cooler now. Looks like that cold front coming in a little faster than we expected. Partly sunny on Sunday and 21 degrees, the last of the home games up at Lambeau Field until, we hope, the playoffs. Now, coming up after 5.30, I've been busy the past couple of days up in Wisconsin Dells. On Wednesday, got a chance to catch up with the Discovery Farms program and find out how they're doing with on-farm research. And yesterday, it was all about uh, trying to encourage farms to, I won't say diversify, but take a look at other ideas when it comes to staying financially sound. We're focused on that before we hit 6 o'clock. State Representative Todd Novak was in uh, one of the audiences talking about the Water Quality Task Force in the state of Wisconsin. Now, obviously, that impacts every one of us. Where do they stand and what kind of recommendations do we have coming from them beginning of 2020? We've got that before we hit 6 o'clock. In farming, getting things done early has a way of setting you up for success. Like using Corvus for an early season win over weeds. Corvus keeps even the toughest weeds from gaining a foothold. Multiple sites of action deliver superior control of emerged weeds. And later, Corvus reactivates with just a half inch of rain to take out any new weeds that may have sprouted. So get an early season win against weeds with Corvus for end of season rewards. Always read and follow label instructions. Corvus is a restricted use pesticide. Boy, I'll tell you, this is the time of the year, meeting all kinds of new faces, new friends at the different conferences that are going on. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Of course, this week, a lot of folks were up in Wisconsin Dells for the uh, Resilient Farms Conference and the UW Discoveries Farms Conference. And uh, that came after the Farm Bureau Conference and their 100-year celebration, Bob. A lot of new faces that we've got into new leadership roles this year. Absolutely, and depending on whether you're going up or down here at the northern end of the Longest Barn, you're going down to Wisconsin Dells for the annual convention of the Farm Bureau. And uh, yes, a gentleman that's been on the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation board for about the past eight or nine years from western Wisconsin, Joe Brogger, a farmer from the Independence area who was uh, one of the first cooperators, if not the first, and that, of course, with the uh, Wisconsin Discovery Farms Program, is now the president of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation, and uh, we talked to Joe about that and what his motivation was to becoming the next president of the Farm Bureau. We have on the line the new Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation president, Joe Brogger of Independence. Joe is a well-known commodity around the state. He's been around, so to speak, in uh, all the best ways. 
starting with the Discovery Farms and local and community leadership roles and surely leadership roles within the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation. Joe, why did you see it uh, important to take on a challenge like becoming the president of the state's largest farm organization? Well, Scott, I'm glad you mentioned Discovery Farms earlier. Uh, A lot of that uh, activity that I had in there was because of the issues that we had and still have with water quality. And I quickly realized that as farmers, we've got to step up, take part, take ownership, and and do our share in the discussion. That's not very uh, unlike this position. We've been in a in a tough five years here with farming. Um, you look out there now. This year we couldn't get the crops in. We can't get them off. On top of that, so I've got a strong desire to, to make a difference and hear from our members, our farmers. I feel the pain, and and I want to make a difference. And you did make a difference. You were the first active farm as part of the Discovery Farm, if I remember. That is correct. That is correct. Um, and, and that was, again, that was vital because we're working on real farms just like we are with the producer-led watersheds around the state. When we get the farmers engaged, we know we can always find the answers. You've never been afraid of uh, working out on that farm, I know personally. Tell me, Joe, tell the folks here about your farm. What is your operation like down there in uh, Buffalo County, near the Tremplow County line, actually, at Independence? Yeah, well, in Buffalo County, of course, we're situated in the driftless area, so the, you know the land is pretty hilly and, and with narrow valleys and stuff, so we have uh, about 330 cows, uh, but they are situated on three different farms. Uh, so it's a little bit of a unique situation, but uh, we managed to make it work fairly well. Um, my wife, Noelle, also has a pullet farm with Pilgrim's Pride, and my brother Dan, who's I think he's feeling the weight of a lot more responsibility here today, uh, God bless them. Uh, also has two broiler barns. So the the family operation, family farm is pretty diverse, uh, and we're just very fortunate. And your kids are all graduated from high school now? That That is right. Um, and that's where I speak about being very fortunate. Uh, this this role certainly takes some time away from, from the farm and the family, but I'm sensing a real, uh, real desire of the whole team to step up and help out. Uh, my two oldest children, they, they live on the farm yet. Uh, my youngest uh, is taking agriculture management at Western Tech. Uh, and I've got my middle daughter, Tessa. My gosh, I think she's going to be interning at the, the Whitehall School District in mathematics here shortly. So I'm in good hands. Tell me about the Farm Bureau. You've given me some idea on why you think the Farm Bureau, participating in the Farm Bureau activities has been important. And that's if nobody does it, it doesn't get done. And why the Farm Bureau? Well, the Farm Bureau, you can look at it from multiple aspects. First of all, uh, it, it's the voice of agriculture. Uh, we have the ability to speak up and represent the diversity of our 47,000 uh, members across the state. Um, but also, when I speak about the voice of agriculture, I have been so fortunate um, through my years in Farm Bureau, starting out at the county level, uh, being involved in their leadership institute, having the opportunity to represent those western counties in, on the board. Um, I, I tell you, we've had some great accomplishments over the year, whether on the school board or in church or wherever. And a lot of that has stemmed from the opportunities of learning that I've experienced with Wisconsin Farm Bureau. 
It's a member-driven organization, and you on your desk this morning have a big stack of policy that was approved during the recent uh, Monday's annual meeting, uh, annual policy meeting at Wisconsin Dells. If you could grab a couple of things out of that policy packet and say, hey, this is something that uh, would be at the top of your personal list, what might they be? Well, first of all, that that policy uh, process is absolutely outstanding. Every time I'm at an annual meeting, and I, I, as a board member, I'm in the back of the room, and I watch those delegates discuss, debate, and amend and polish off that policy, I'm just so... Um, in admiration of the, the dignity and respect through that discussion and the thought that goes into it. Um, certainly in, in dairy policy, there, there's uh, opening up some doors for further discussion. Uh, moving forward, we've got water. It's a year of clean water here in the state of Wisconsin. And with trade, um, that's always a big Farm Bureau issue, but it looks like we're going to have some progress on the USMCA um, so we get some of these crazy issues uh, taken care of, and then we can move on to further things as the board develops its uh, main priorities for the year. But with Wisconsin being the dairy state, with the amount of water and the good water quality we have here and the things that we're doing, certainly those are going to be the main items. Administratively, again, you're walked in, you walked into an office that's fairly well-established uh, staff-wise there and do uh, you feel comfortable with uh, they're going to be showing you the way around the office there for a little while, aren't they? Well, you know, <laughs> when I come here, we've, we've got a, a good system. When you look at them, I'm always going to give uh, tremendous admiration for the district coordinators out in the state, and, and they're working directly with the members, and then the team back here in the office that supports all that activity and takes care of it. So, you know, every time you step into something, you know, people get used to new personalities, but I think we have a great team, and I know you've worked with me in the past. I'm not too hard to get along with. <laughs> I'll I'll vouch for that, Joe. And the way I've worked with you is, is through community things. You've, you've been on the Farm Bureau board since, what, 2011? Yeah, 2011. I think it might have been. I get my years mixed up, but I always <laughs> like to... Uh, so when I got involved with Farm Bureau, it was, it was kind of a sad moment uh, in time because our, our district uh, director, Gary Steiner, from over in that Gilmington area, passed away before finishing up his term. And right. that first year was, uh, was a tough one because he was an outstanding individual, and, and replacing him was quite an honor. Uh, there'd be people who say that, that he would be smiling on you, Joe. Well, I, I made a call to his daughter, and we had a good discussion. Um, he... he gave good guidance to us, and, and part of who I am today is, is some of his leadership and the things I watched. He always had a good way of telling a great story, a good way of touching people, and then a great sense of humor, so someone I'll never forget. Now, you've been pretty active uh, on the Independent School Board, serving as the school board president, and oh boy, they're going to want to wonder where you're, where you are at the farm pretty soon, I, I am, I'm guessing, and you're still going to have your hands deep into it, up to the elbows at the farm, won't you? I will. We'll be busy, but we've got a good team. Um, and again, I, I found it interesting the other day. My my son here just two days ago. My son John. Uh, he started talking about the corn planter, 
And I said, what about the corn plant? He goes, I don't think you put new discs on here. we got to get going on this in between. Can we get it in the shop? And tells me that he's, he's thinking a little bit about, about the farm and, and how things are going to get done, and that makes me pretty proud. So you have some help there, and you're not in there alone by any means. No, I'm not alone. We'll, we'll, we'll adjust, and we'll be good because we've got a, a lot to look forward here at Farm Bureau. Uh, we'll, we'll start with little things, and those little things will become big things, but we'll, we'll make a, a dent in, in the situation out there with the, the tough times one way or another. All right, Joe. Well, thanks for your time this morning. That's Joe Brogger, the new Wisconsin Farm Bureau president, in his first week in that new position, first couple of days, actually, in that new position in Madison, on the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. This is Scott Schultz. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Got your sights on a new trailer? I-39 Supply has done the hunting for you. Trailers to haul your ATV, UTV, or your turdy pointer. Trailers and more, five miles south of Portage, I-39Supply.com. Whether you are going on a short vacation or consider yourself a snowbird, it is important to prep your home before you leave. Madison Area Crime Stoppers and the Madison Police Department Crime Prevention Unit have 10 safety tips for you. Number one, make sure all of your exterior doors and windows are locked and then double check them all. Number two, make sure someone will shovel your sidewalk. Number three, have someone you trust check on your house every day or every other day. Number four, leave a contact number with a neighbor in case of an emergency. Tip number five, stop your mail and newspapers. Number six, make sure you have lights set on automatic timers and install exterior motion lights if you don't have them. Number seven, encourage a neighbor with more than one vehicle to park their vehicle in your driveway or garage. Number eight, don't mention that you're away on social media sites. Not only does it tell thieves you're away, but it's free information for scammers. Tip number nine, make an inventory list with photos of all your valuables. And tip number 10, make sure to sign up for Madison Police Department's vacation watch service. You can visit at madisonpolice.com for more information. The traditional light bulb, a groundbreaking invention in 1879. It's time we switch to longer-lasting Energy Star light bulbs. Saving energy saves you money. Learn more at energysavers.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. The young men and women who become United States Marines come from our hometowns to become a part of something greater than themselves. This commitment represents the highest level of steadfast allegiance to the betterment of our communities, our country, and our Marine Corps. The journey will be one of the most challenging, but also one of the most rewarding. The few, the proud, the Marines. Tilling up every inch of land in the state, except Lambeau Field. That there's consecrated ground. It's Pam Yonke and the Wisconsin Farm Report. Yeah, well, let's see if they keep that uh, Lambeau Field turf looking good for the playoffs. We'll keep our fingers crossed. Last game of the season, of course, coming up this week, and it's 520. Time to talk about weather. Stumach Ag Meteorologist along with us. Now, it looks like things have shifted just a little bit. I thought by the time we had kickoff on Sunday that there might actually be uh, a softer soil surface up in Green Bay. It looked like we were going to get a little warm-up, but we must have already experienced that, huh, or did it just go away? No, it didn't go away. I mean, yesterday was warm, above yeah. freezing. We'll yeah. get there again today, but the weekend gets cool. 
And wet? So, oh, not that wet. How about that? There will be a little activity. I mean, we're talking some really light snow, drizzle, patchy, freezing drizzle, light amounts. If it were all snow and it would accumulate, it would be less than an inch. So it's just not going to amount to all that much of activity. Kind of like yesterday, that little system zipped on through here. Off to our east this morning, things are fairly quiet, if you will. The low moving up into lower Michigan, over Lake Michigan, and away from the state. The next low is in North Dakota. It's going to slide east near the U.S.-Canadian border. There's snow, a couple of areas, north-central North Dakota, eastern North Dakota, into far northwest Wisconsin, even a little light snow, northwest Minnesota, excuse me, and even some really light snow in eastern Nebraska. None of that a real big influence on us today. We are going to see some clouds, but fairly mild temperatures. More likely by late today, La Crosse and Boston see a little light precipitation begin to fall. The rest of us gather in with that tonight. It lasts into early Saturday, and then it cools off. Temperatures, in fact, falling a bit earlier in the day Saturday and colder for Sunday, but some sun ought to return. Should be good for a Packer game, a sunny day. That's not all bad. The clouds redevelop, though. And to start the work week heading into Monday, again, a small chance of a little bit of light snow could be around. Those temperatures next week, they just stay a little cooler than normal. I'll have forecast details right after this. Wow. Wisconsin winter hit us early, and you know it's going to stick around. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yonke for my friends at McFarland, 780 Carolina Street, in the heart of Sauk City, just off Highway 12, where everything is all under one roof. And that's what I love about McFarland's, especially given Wisconsin's weather. So if you are still looking to winterize your car or truck, still need to take a look at tires, McFarland's takes care of you all under one roof. The Farmer's Almanac predicting another vicious winter in Wisconsin. That snowblower may need reinforcements. And McFarland's is there. No matter your make or model, they'll take care of you. It is that time of the year if you're looking for unique gift-giving ideas. Talk to each one of the experts in every department at McFarland's, and they'll have suggestions for you. And if you're looking to do a little holiday entertaining or planning for a successful event in 2020, then start your visit with McFarland's Rental Department. All of it under one roof off Highway 12 in the heart of Sauk City. McFarland's. Stu, go ahead. Give us the weekend forecast, buddy. Just talked to a young man who moved into his first house yesterday. Am I going to need a big snowblower this winter or not? (laughs) (laughs) What did you tell him? What did you tell him? Go big, young man. Just go big. It doesn't matter. (laughs) That's Stu. Where is that young man? I need to talk to him. That's Stu. Yeah, yeah. All right. How about mostly cloudy skies today? Could be a little sprinkle or flurry, lacrosse and Austin later on. Low to mid 30s. Mid 30s, Madison, a bit cooler further north and east. And northwest winds today will be around five. Overnight, cloudy skies. A slight chance of a little snow. Could be some patchy freezing drizzle in southern and eastern Wisconsin late. Temperatures drop down to the mid-20s as winds become north at 5. Tomorrow, still cloudy, a slight chance of a little light snow, maybe some freezing drizzle south and east early in the day. Cloudy, cooler, mid to upper 20s, but temperatures drop in the afternoon. Lacrosse and Boston, the northwest winds 5 to 15, and mostly sunny Sunday, upper teens and low 20s. Northwest winds 5 to 15. So not so chilly on Sunday, Pam, but at least it should be a brighter day. All right, good enough. Have a good weekend, Still, We'll catch you Monday. Catch you then. Bye.
Stumach, our ag meteorologist, with the weather details you're looking for. Now, around the state this morning, it's not too awful. In La Crosse, you're starting off with some clouds. 21 degrees, wind chill of 16. Mauston, clouds in 21, but no wind chill. Fond du Lac, cloudy, 28. Feels like 25. Oshkosh, cloudy, and 25. Feels like 19. In Madison at the airport, currently looking at uh, some cloudy skies. 30 degrees, but feels like 25. Coming up after 5.30, if you're feeling blue, Wisconsin Senator Tammy Baldwin trying to help. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Battles aren't won solely on the field. That's a common misconception. Battles are won within. Over enemies of fear... Enemies of doubt. In that place where promises are kept. Promises to oneself. This is a physical training event. Promises to one's community. Healthy people move debris out of their house. Promises to one's country. In the heart of every Marine you'll find a promise. A promise forever kept. A promise of battles won. In baseball, these are the moments that bring us to our feet. But the most important moment happens when we all stand together. United for a great cause. We once again join our partners Stand Up to Cancer in reaffirming a commitment to the fight against cancer. Since 2008, Major League Baseball, its fans, players, and coaches have delivered a powerful, determined message that we, together, will defeat cancer. I'm Matt Damon. I'm Candace Patton. Joe Manganiello. Jordana Brewster. Zachary Levi. I'm Uzo Aduba. Cancer has in some way touched all of us. So join Major League Baseball and Stand Up to Cancer as we stand in honor of all loved ones affected by this disease. Visit standuptocancer.org slash MLB. Stand up with us. You need corn hybrids with genetics and traits bred and tested in local conditions. I'm Shannon Latham. That's what you get from family-owned, proudly independent Latham High Tech Seeds. Numbers developed for your fields. New Star 4795 VT Double Pro Rib features great disease tolerance. Five-time first test winner 5245 VT Double Pro Rib is a Goss Boss. And 5739 Smart Stacks Rib is a widely adapted Gladiator Hybrid. Pick the best field-by-field at LathamSeeds.com or call 877-GO-LATHAM. Are you ready for the next generation of body sculpting? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Current body shaping devices have addressed unwanted stubborn fat and skin laxity. But what if we want more muscle strength and toning? MSculpt is our new body sculpting device at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie that uses high-intensity electromagnetic contractions with a 30-minute treatment described as equivalent to 20,000 crunches. MSculpt is approved for abdomen, arms, thighs, and calves. And it's also the world's first non-invasive butt toning and lifting procedure. MSculpt is a safe, effective addition to any workout program. 
The possibilities are endless. Let your natural beauty shine through. View our specials at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. There is no reason to be intimidated by words like gold, diamonds, jewels. No reason at all, especially when you stop into Goodman's Jewelers, 220 State Street, same location they've been at for over 85 years because they haven't been in business that long by intimidating people. They've been in that business by having beautiful pieces at all price points, whether it be an engagement ring, a wedding band, a pendant, maybe even a necklace, birthday, anniversaries, so many different occasions to give such beautiful jewelry that is very affordable. And of course, they've got the bling bling, the shine and diamonds, but they also have a great selection of other exotic gemstones and a lot of the cuts that are super hot these days. They may have that traditional feel, that traditional customer service, but they also have the new modern looks of today. Stop in and take a look at their jewelry case. Talk to the staff. Find out what it is that they have and what it is that they can create. Go online, goodmansjewelers.com. You're a skilled plumber, hardworking, efficient, We'd like to hire you and welcome you and your family to our family of equally talented employees. I'm Dale Benjamin. Call, email us, or stop by our new facility today. Top wages and benefits, including a generous retirement plan. You've got a friend in the plumbing business and an exciting career waiting for you at Benjamin Plumbing. It always makes me feel better, Robbie, on, uh, on you know, ripping on my uh, rivals. And there's no better one than the Bears and no better low-hanging fruit than Mitchell Trubisky. And I know we've talked about it in the past, but it always is worth dusting it off once Packers-Bears happens. And I just still can't ever grasp the concept of trading up from 3-2 to two when you're the next pick. And when San Francisco already had their, their quarterback established, they weren't going to take him. And you had Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson in that draft. I mean, will that go down as like one of the greatest faux pas draft picks of all time if Mitchell Trubisky ends up busting out? Well, that that's the key if he busts out. But Joe, if he continues to play like he did the last three years, he has in this winning streak the Bears are on. I mean, he, he's not, obviously he's not going to be Mahomes. He's not going to be Watson. But I mean, the, the guy could be somewhere between twelve and eighteen. Let's just say if, if he keeps playing this way, right, he, he won't be 32. Uh, he won't be 30. He won't be 28. And, and obviously, you know, I know Ryan Pace well. Chicago's, Chicago's speeder guys on, on draft night was somebody else was going to jump up there and, and get their guy at two. You're, you're right, Joe. Uh, San Francisco certainly didn't need the quarterback, but the fear at the time was somebody else was going to move into that spot. And, and if you look at the rest of how that draft played out, guys, with, with the quarterback, if you remember, um, Houston traded up to get Watson. Kansas City traded up to get Mahomes. I, I think the last handful of first-round quarterbacks that have been taken, guys, uh, the majority of teams are moving up to get those guys. So if, if you're really locked in on a guy, and Pace was locked in on Trubisky, guys, you know this for a year plus. I mean, he was at North Carolina games in – you know, um, almost almost disguises. He was there in hats and phony mustaches and things like that. So the rest of the scouting world didn't know how much he absolutely loved this guy. Um, Joe, I, I would have told you six weeks ago that Chicago would almost have to move on from Trubisky after this year. But, but the way he's played the last three or four games and as comfortable as he's, as he's been, and, and they've got him doing some things that I think are strengths right now moving around. 
you, you've seen some of the quarterback runs and the bootlegs and things like that, that that he's executed for touchdowns, much like he did in that Cowboys game last week. That that Joe, I, I, you know, that with a with a dominant defense and decent playmakers around him, they, they can win 10-11 football games with Trubisky, much like they did last year. So. I think right now, Joe, the verdict is still out on, on Trubisky. I, I think we, we, we're comfortable enough saying he's not Mahomes, he's not Watson. I mean, not many guys are going to be. Those guys are um, probably going to chase the Hall of Fame at some point in their career. But, but I think Chicago can win a lot of football games with this guy if, uh, if he continues to play like he has guys for the past month. Robbie, who has looked better their past three games? You've got the Bears beating the Giants, the Lions, and then the Cowboys. And you have the Packers losing to the Niners, but then beating the Giants and the Redskins. I'm sorry, Evo. What was the question? Who has who has looked more impressive leading well, probably, up to this Chicago, game? Yeah, probably Chicago during during this win streak. But but again, you you look at the quality of of opponents. I mean, Evo, I don't think Green Bay has played a really good football game for the most part since Dallas in early October. There, you, you could argue Kansas City is probably their second best win, but. I mean, keep in mind that was that was a game again without Mahomes, and, and when they went to, to Dallas and won that game, guys, the Cowboys I think were three and one maybe at that point in time, and, and we thought they were an NFC power. I mean, Green Bay has not looked very good, guys, the last five six weeks since that San Diego loss or the loss to the LA Chargers. Um, even even when they're winning, guys, they're winning ugly like they did in the 2015 uh, win over Washington, and, and they survive in the last seconds against Carolina. The, the, you know, it took them until the fourth quarter to put the Giants away. I give them credit, guys. They're finding ways to win football games, but they have not been impressive. I think Chicago's been uh, reasonably impressive. I know it took them a while to get past Detroit, guys, on Thanksgiving, but, but they, were, they were pretty darn good top to bottom in that Cowboys game, and, and that was almost a must-win, it felt like, for Dallas last week. So um, I, I don't think either team, Evil, um, is, is lighting anybody up right now, and, and neither one of these teams is, is blowing anybody out. Um, but I, I also don't think either one of these teams is, is putting a ton of fear, even though you know, even though the Bears have won three in a row and Green Bay is ten and three. I, I don't think anybody out there is afraid of these two teams, guys. Just just based on you know overall how they perform through the course of the year. I, I don't I don't think Green Bay passes the eye test of an average ten and three team, and, and Chicago is certainly not the same Chicago that it was a year ago. Uh, visiting with our, uh, our Packer insider, Rob Reichel. And, you know, we asked this question on the week, Rob. This is the Farm Report with Pam Young. 535 on a Friday morning. Coming up before 6 o'clock, I bumped into State Representative Todd Novak from the 51st Assembly District. He has been a busy, busy boy, crisscrossing the state as the chair of the state's Water Quality Task Force. They've concluded their public hearings, and now they're going to try to pull something together as far as legislative directives that could impact Wisconsin agriculture big time. We're talking about what he's found out, at least initially, getting a little bit of a sneak peek to that task force and their work ahead. That's up before 6 o'clock. I'm PM Yankee. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, Here's what's happening on a Friday. It is Friday the 13th. (laughs) A lot of folks have some ideas about that. On this date, back in 2003, Saddam Hussein was captured, the fifth president of Iraq. They found him hiding in a camouflaged hole in the ground. He was captured by American forces near Tikrit, Iraq. Remember that? Ultimately, it was called Operation Red Dawn. That was on this date back in 2003. And on this date back in 1989, singer-songwriter Taylor Swift was born. 
Taylor Swift, happy 30th birthday. And now you know. Well, as we talk a little bit more about what's happening in food news this morning in Washington, D.C., Wisconsin State Senator Tammy Baldwin trying to draw attention to something we've been talking about here in farm country for a while with the low commodity prices, the nasty weather our Wisconsin farmers have been facing. We are seeing our suicide rates, our calls out for help skyrocket, not just in the state of Wisconsin, but across the United States. This week, the Senate Commerce Committee passed a bipartisan bill to try to put together a three-digit phone number for a national suicide prevention and mental health crisis hotline. Wisconsin Senator Tammy Baldwin, one of the spearheads of that effort. She says that right now the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline and Veterans Crisis Lines are 10 digits long, which is really a barrier to a lot of people looking for support. She says this legislation would remove that barrier. In America, sadly, we lose about 45,000 people every year to death by suicide. It's a tragedy. And we have seen a significant increase in the number of suicides in rural America. So you look at how do you remove any impediment to reaching out for help in a crisis. When we have research that shows that there are other vulnerable populations that require outreach that's sensitive, that's culturally competent, this is something that can be added in the future. Right now, it makes sense to have the Veterans Crisis Line be available because the VA already has an infrastructure to help veterans who are in crisis. That's Wisconsin Senator Tammy Baldwin. Now, the legislation is on its way to the full Senate for consideration. The Federal Communications Commission would have to designate the number 988 as the new National Suicide Prevention Helpline. And although Baldwin points out that uh, the Veterans Administration has the infrastructure, still we need the FCC to make the change to allow that three-digit number to become the new National Suicide Prevention Helpline. We'll take a quick break. Coming up next, a look at what's going on with the markets. Everybody pretty excited that we're not going to see any more tariffs go into effect against China. And a little bit more optimism probably this morning in the marketplace because they think we might actually be resolving our trade issues with China. We'll talk more about that next. It's 539. In farming, getting things done early has a way of setting you up for success. Like using Corvus for an early season win over weeds. Corvus keeps even the toughest weeds from gaining a foothold. Multiple sites of action deliver superior control of emerged weeds. And later, Corvus reactivates with just a half inch of rain to take out any new weeds that may have sprouted. So get an early season win against weeds with Corvus for end of season rewards. Always read and follow label instructions. Corvus is a restricted use pesticide. So the markets are upbeat overnight as far as our agreement with China. Apparently yesterday, the United States had some tentative agreement with China, and it will avert any further tariffs that were going to be put into place as of today. 
Our December corns up seven and a half at three seventy four and a half. March corns up five and three quarter cents, three eighty three and a half. January beans are up thirteen and a quarter cents at nine eleven and a half. March beans are also up thirteen and a quarter cents, nine twenty five and three quarters. November new crop, if you're looking at it, that's up ten and a quarter right now. The December wheat's unchanged, but March is up three and a quarter at five thirty three and a half. July new crop wheat up two right now at five thirty eight a bushel. So uh, something to keep an eye on for sure. Now, as corn and beans are going up, dairy markets took a real big drop again yesterday. Barrel cheese dropped ten and a quarter cents down to one seventy six. Forty pound block cheese on Thursday down five and a quarter cents, one eighty five and three quarters. The double A butter up a half at one ninety five and a half. January milk right now down a nickel overnight at eighteen nineteen a hundred weight. February milk actually gained ground about eleven cents yesterday at seventeen sixty seven a hundred weight. You know, keeping track of what's happening to Wisconsin's dairy industry from the farm gate is very important. Greg Bussler, our state ag statistician with the Wisconsin Ag Statistical Service, reported yesterday to the Department of Ag Trade and Consumer Protection on some of the data they've gathered this year. Basically, you know, uh, milk production has uh, been pretty much steady or up. Uh, we see, you know, the number of uh, dairy farms in the state, uh, you know, decreasing, and that's because uh, of, a, uh, you know, a number of different issues and that type of uh, things. But, you know, milk production has uh, pretty much stayed steady and the number of uh, cows in the state have pretty much stayed steady over the past few years. Greg Bussler, he's our Wisconsin State Ag Statistician. Yesterday, in front of the Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection Board, he reported that from 2009 to 2019, the average cow herd size in Wisconsin went from 93 animals to 170 animals. And he says it's important that we kind of keep taking a look at those benchmarks to make sure that we've got all of Wisconsin agriculture on an equal playing field. Coming up next, uh, it's not an equal playing field when you talk about water quality in Wisconsin. We've got different areas of the state with different geography. It's a complicated problem. I talked about it this week with Todd Novak, state representative from District 51. They've got some recommendations they're going to be bringing to the statehouse on water quality in 2020. I got a sneak peek. I'll share it with you next. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Someday, everyone will have an energy-efficient tankless water heater and an endless supply of hot water. Benjamin Plumbing is now an A-certified dealer of Renai Tankless Water Heaters, the number one selling tankless water heater in North America. Renai Tankless Water Heaters are up to 40% more efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot all day and night with your old water heater. Call Benjamin Plumbing today and learn more about the new state-of-the-art energy-efficient Renai tankless water heaters, including a factory-extended warranty. Go tankless. Endless hot water for your home with a new Renai water heater from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Castles? 
culture, and cows. That's the combination we've got lined up for you on our next agriculture adventure. I'm Pam Yankee, inviting you to come along to Scotland and Northern Ireland, September 15th through the 25th. We'll start off with three nights in Glasgow, where we'll cruise Loch Lamont, tour the Inverary Castle. Then it's on to historic Edinburgh and touring the capital cities of Belfast and Dublin. Just think about the history there. You want to talk history? We'll be touring the Titanic Belfast Museum and also witnessing the breathtaking Giant's Causeway. We've got agricultural highlights included, a visit to an Ireland dairy farm, and the fantastic National Museum of Rural Life in Scotland. Call 800-826-2266 for details or email me for a brochure, pam at midwestfarmreport.com. Also online, holidayvacations.com. Scotland and Ireland, join us. If you've ever driven a tractor, you're her friend. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Yes, you are. As we head towards 6 o'clock on a finally Friday morning, this week we got a bit of an update on what's been happening with Wisconsin's Water Quality Task Force. Now, this group of folks have been traveling the state of Wisconsin to hear more from not just farmers and agriculturalists, but consumers, uh, rural residents, on issues they're worried about when it comes to water quality. The chair of that Water Quality Task Force, State Representative Todd Novak from the 51st Assembly District, along with his uh, vice chair, that State Representative Katrina Shanklin from the 71st Assembly District. Both were on hand Wednesday during the Discovery Farms annual update to provide anybody in the audience a little bit of a, a peek at some of the recommendations they'll be bringing forward for possible state law in 2020. I had a chance to visit with State Representative Todd Novak. You know, he's put in a lot of personal time traveling the state, listening to all these uh, comments from the public. I asked him how it's impacted his perception on water quality in the state. Well, I thought I knew a lot about it when I started, but um, by the time seven months worth of hearings were done, I, I, I learned so much more. There's, water is such a complex issue, you know, and... Um, we, we heard from so many people, so many experts, and all 16 members of us in the task force were just in awe of the information we learned. So um, the hard part is actually now. It wasn't sitting down and having hours worth of hearings and learning all this information. It's now what do we do with it? How do we put it in a bill? How do we sell it to our colleagues? And, and that's the process that's going to be hard. And you've got at least a few initial drawings for us on the big blackboard. What resonates with you right off the top, Todd, as far as priorities on legislative bills you want to advance in 2020? Um, well, top priority, was I noted, was is fully funding county conservationists. Um, that is a big priority. And also we'll be coming out with some bills that um, we need data. We learned that. The one important thing was we need more data, and the science has gotten so good. So we're trying to encourage counties to do water studies because we need their data. Once we get... The state of Wisconsin covered in data. Then the science is so good, we'll be able to pinpoint hot spots um, and go in and, and try to fix them. So that that's very important. So it's programs like that. We've got some great programs that we're going to expand on. Producer-led watersheds. I mean, we the groups and the fantastic work they're doing. We're going to expand on those. So it's a, a combo of new programs, existing programs, and expanding on them and taking what works and running with it. You've looked at urban municipalities. You've looked at rural applications. Are we going to be seeing more hybrids? How do you try to put those two pieces together? Uh, rural and um, local municipalities, 
you know, right now we're just concentrating on what we know as like the nit we have a nitrate issue. We have some areas that have a you know, lead issue. Yep. We have a septic system, system issue. So we want to get those now, and then we're going to go next session. The speaker wants to continue on this. He's assured me that this isn't all we're hearing about water. He wants us to keep working on it. So we're going to go more in depth into municipal stuff, more into lead and things and issues like that as we keep going. Now, there's a lot of farmers that are going to be anxious about this, Todd, thinking that this means more administrative rules, uh, more restrictions. Help them understand really how you kept the priorities of advancing the program without uh, constricting a lot of things. Yeah, there will not be any rules or regulations that are coming out. And as I noted, the governor has done that. He is going through the administrative rule process to address, um, you know, the NR-151 led and issues like that. So that kind of is off our plate because he's doing that administrative rules process, which is going to take up to 20, 20 years, uh, three, uh, three, three years. Um, I, the soonest we'll see any of those administrative rules that he's trying to do or doing will be 2022, and the legislature will have to sign off on those. So we're going to let that process take its place. How did agriculture play in on this, Todd? I mean, did you hear from farmers? What did you learn about agriculture and what we're doing? Well, initially the idea for this, as I mentioned, was a SIG study in southwest Wisconsin. And Representative Trano and I came up for the idea of the task force. The farmers came to us in our districts and said, hey... You, we need to get on. You need to, we need, the state needs to do something. Help us. And so the farmers were right out front. I had farm groups that you wouldn't think normally get along together, and we, they were all on the same page. Um, you know, they, you know, they had different ideas, but everybody was. That was, I guess, what was great about doing this is groups you would never see work together were all together testifying in hearings, giving their ideas, and it, it was fantastic. So ag is every every single hearing we had, there were farmers there. Um, the farm groups, Farm Bureau testified at every hearing or had farmers so, um, and different groups like that. So that was great. I, we, I think there's a lot of folks in agriculture that worry uh, we're still going to end up with a target on us because so many people don't understand how complicated water is and uh, don't want to give science the time to provide us direction. We have to give science the time. And, you know, and I have farmers tell me that... When this all started, I got a lot of farmers contact me and say, well, you got, you know, they're nervous. And they said, hey, we just want a seat at the table. We want a seat at the table. We want to be part of the solution. So that's the way we went into this. We told the farm groups, you are at the table. Help us come up with a solution. So um, we never had anybody or any farm-related groups or anything come up and say, you shouldn't do anything. Never. That was never. Um, nobody ever said that. It was always, hey, you should try this. Look at this. Look at this farmer down the road. He's doing a great job. Maybe you could do something. So it was great. We heard so many ideas. Do some of those adversarial groups that are in central Wisconsin around some of the uh, hotbed, shall we say, for this conversation, want to see more aggressive advancement of restrictions or requirements of agriculture? I mean, I appreciate that all of agriculture is trying to work together, Todd, but sometimes the louder voices that seem to have the ear of a lot of people are on the other side of the table that want to give agriculture a black eye. I agree totally, and it was hard at times. Um, I will tell you one, I'm not going to name the group, one group at a hearing demanded that we eliminate farming unless there's 50 feet of soil on bedrock. I had the DNR run a map that would eliminate farming in two-thirds of Wisconsin. So we have to be realistic, and they have to be realistic. And I think, you know, I'm hopeful um, we're meeting with groups now to kind of go over what we did, um, kind of a preview of what we're going to do. And, um, I, and But I know there will be some groups that this is not going to be enough. And, and like I said, this is a start. Um,
Um, we just the farm economy right now cannot handle what some of the some groups want to do. So we're talking about something that's going to begin in 2020. And one comment that was made by uh, Representative Shanklin is stay active in this process in every way possible. Right. Absolutely. Um, follow follow the water. What we're doing, um, as I said, you're going to get a synopsis in the media when it comes out. Call your legislators, say, hey, what's this about? I urge people to do that because this is going to be some pretty detail-oriented stuff, and we want people to be involved in the process. We need them. If they like an idea, to possibly testify at a hearing. Um, and um, some groups will be surprised what we come out with because they're going to say, hey, that's what we testified, so that's what we're going to need. So. And you said assembly is not the issue. Well, I, I, I would just say that what, you, what we come out with, I'm pretty sure we'll, the assembly will pass. Um, you know, there's 99 of us, there's 33 senators, so um, they're a little more conservative financially, so it's just talking to separate senators. We've already started that process to explain what we heard, what we know, and, um, um, and I, I think we'll get there. Now, you did mention you had a quote-unquote budget. Maybe go back a little bit there, Todd, since the speaker instigated and started some of this, how you're using the frame budget. Um, well, initially started, um, he was pretty pushing pretty hard on me. I, I originally was going to do six hearings, and he says, no, I want 14. I want you in every area of the state where there's a problem, and that's what we did. And then when we come in about got the process where you're putting things together, he says, okay, you have X amount of dollars. Try to work within that frame. But he, he also caveated for this session. He says, right now, this session is what we're going to do. During the budget process, JFC pulled out some water-related items the governor put in, knowing we were going to come back and get that money. So we knew that we had, you know, money there. So, you know, every, the JFC might have pulled something, and then they let me know, um, hey, sure. we pulled X. Um, that's, that's there for you. So Okay. So, again, we want people to follow along, stay engaged, pay attention to the details. And you also said get all your associations in, ask other their legislators to sign on? Yeah, absolutely. Um, keep in touch with your legislators. And um, we do have a website, waterqualitywi.com, that, um, um, that all everything we heard is on there. I urge your uh, listeners to go there. Wisconsin State Representative Todd Novak from the 51st Assembly District, the chair of the state's Water Quality Task Force. And like he said, their work is far from done. They are going to boil down all the public comments and try to put some direction to it in 2020. Uh, The comments that he made on Wednesday when I caught up with him, probably going to change a little bit before we get into 2020. And like Todd said, likely to change quite a bit after the rest of the assembly, as well as the senators, get a chance to take a look at their recommendations. But at least now you know, and you've got your sneak peek, go to waterqualitywi.com if you want to see more.